everybody to another episode of Beyond the Ink. I'm Matt Valdez, your host, of course, and today I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Lance Harris of Musical Surprise. And for those of you that don't know what Musical Surprise is, it is a musical store, or like kind of one of those, I want to say traditional. It seems like it's very traditional. I grew up with music since like fourth grade. and. Whenever I walk into your shop, I'm like, you've got all the band instruments, you've got the wall of guitars, you've got the stuff you'd find in, uh, you know, like at high school, all mm -hmm. the, you know, you, you do all your repairs in house, yep. which is phenomenal. Guitars. Uh, we have the lesson side of things. Yeah, you have the lessons, you do. Um, we also do music therapy. Music so therapy, yeah. And so that's. We work with autism, Asperger's, friends. See, that's cool. Um, working with. And I hate to say special needs because most of the time it's. You know, I mean, it is special needs for lack of better terms, you know. But if you're. You know, just teaching. Well, I mean. One of the things was is that Robin. When we started up uh, the company, Robin was a music therapist. Uh, yes. Very well known. Yes. And so when we did actually start up the company, it was one of our primary points of interest, as, as well as the lessons. And as we grew the base with the retail and all of that stuff as well. But um, music therapy is a very important part for us. Um, we do see a lot more. Um, you know, with autism, um, you know, you'll have everything from Williams Syndrome, which is where they're big huggers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but uh, it is something that we will always do. Uh, we have, you know, we run about 600 and probably about 30 lessons a week right now. Um, that's yeah, not as many music therapy, but we have probably about 20 or 30 right now. Yeah, you have a, it's surprisingly, it's a lot bigger than what you look what it looks like from the outside yes and i remember the first time i walked in i had that you know which i'm sure everybody has you walk yeah. in you see the storefront you see the instruments then you go left and you see room after room after room right. pianos yep. guitars drums you know the drums are down you know yeah. and uh yeah i mean that's that's really cool how long is how long have you guys been there so we have been at this location since 2011. We've been, we're going on 13 years old. So we had another location when we first started up. Uh -huh. uh, much smaller. Um, it was actually kind of not as exposed to, you know, the Bell Road and stuff like yeah. that where we're at. Yeah. So we knew if we could survive that, then we could, you know, come to a bigger building. Uh, the retail side really just has been around for about Oh, I want to say retail has been around for right around seven years. We really kind of have started adding to it. Um, you so know, you're talking about like as far as the guitars? Yeah, the yeah, having the retail and, and stuff like that, nice. the music center. Sure, um, sure. Um, then we expanded our, our lessons. Um, we actually have uh, 12 lesson rooms, which includes the drum room, which is way on the opposite side of the building. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> and then we have our two-size classroom, which is one we use for music therapy, and then we also do piano labs and stuff like that as well. Nice. Very cool. And how long you, you, you were 
You didn't play much music, right? I mean, growing up. No, I mean, no. Um, Robin is more the musician. Um, you know, along with Cody. Yeah. Um, and then Kelby was also much better. Um, they're more the musicians. Um, I kind of come into this. I used to open companies for investors, and that's how we kind of moved here to Arizona. I worked with another company here, and uh, finally just got kind of tired of it. Um, yeah. And kind of like the corporate world. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, found out that you know that. Um, too many hours can be a bad thing, I guess you would say. Yes. And uh, travel, I didn't like to travel, so <laughs> um, uh, Robin had had the idea of starting up Musical Surprise, mm -hmm. and um, so as it started up in 2008, uh, we had a smaller building and stuff, and we did it all ourselves. Uh, we invested in it ourselves, and uh, so. We went ahead and got it started up, and then um, she had it for about two years, and then she came to me and just basically said, I need some help, and I said, I need to leave. <laughs> so at that point, uh, I, I went over and called myself the head janitor. So it was a smooth transition? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. The head janitor? Yeah. The head janitor. Um, you just work here. Yeah, pretty much. But we, we always worked really well together. Got mm -hmm. a lot of people that always asked, you know, how do you guys do it? Because um, you, when you're working with your significant other, yeah. spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, you tend to like fight more because yeah. you're always there. Like yeah. they're always there. Yeah. And you don't get that opportunity to miss them per right. se. You know, like, right. oh, hey, I miss you. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I could see you and say, how's your day going? Yeah. How's everything else, yeah. you know? And, yeah. But when you're with them, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, <laughs> it was really never like that with us because I think we each had our separate areas. Robin, um, you know, basically managed the teachers. Yes. And uh, she kind of took care of that area, the marketing. It's funny because she is, uh, board cert or was a board certified music therapist and yeah. then, you know had her music education background but the funny part was that she managed the teachers and did the marketing part she phenomenal on the marketing side yeah I'm the marketing and management background uh-huh and, and I actually did the retail side and of course doing the numbers and stuff like that um, yeah she was the CEO of the company, and of course I was the president, and then we managed it from there. Uh, we actually run with, um, right now we have uh, seven employees that work up front, and then mm -hmm. of course we have 31 contract teachers. Uh, they do their own scheduling, we have the systems, all of that stuff. That's impressive though, 31 yeah. individual teachers. Yep. Um, like I said, guitars, drums, yep you name it you want to learn from all levels though yeah. you have some phenomenal like talent that yeah. works there yeah i mean they are all like family it, but the fact that they're just they're they're god's gift, given talent is yeah. music and you know you walk in and you go like you're just blown away like i yeah. said when i first went there i was well first when i first found out you owned music shop i was like <laughs> buddy we are going to become really really good friends and then you said well i want to get a tattoo and i said well you may as well keep your money because 
I'm just yeah. gonna give it back to you. I'm, yeah. gonna, go <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna buy a guitar, I'm gonna go buy stuff for my drums. Um, you know, because everybody that knows me, that really knows me, they've known that I've played music since like fourth grade. And I started off, you know, classically trained, I guess you could say, um, violin, viola, cello. Yeah. Didn't like it. You know, then my grandfather wanted me to play clarinet because he was a big, huge fan of Benny Goodman and Glenn Miller and Count Basie, you know, and, and so all the big bands is what I grew up with. And so, you know, because my grandpa liked it. So we would go to, I remember countless times we'd go out to breakfast every weekend. We'd go, you know, and he'd have big bands playing, you know, and, and his favorite was Benny Goodman, who yeah. was like phenomenal clarinet player. And so I played the clarinet for a while and then I wanted to play something you know, cooler. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up playing like uh, the saxophone and then I learned how to play the drums and the guitar. And I'm learning, relearning, I should say, guitar, which you got me a badass uh, red guitar. It sits over there off, off the, you know, out of the camera view, but uh, it's, it's nice. I like that one. And it sits, it's, you it know, plays that, really nice. That was one that we actually got in, my son Cody and I. Mm -hmm. you know, we're pretty good at, you know, getting those actions and really, you know, I went in and I was telling you I rebuffed that up and all of that yeah. stuff. And, uh, pretty sweet guitar, it really is. Um, I, I like that it has a few nicks and cracks yeah. and, you know, I think that's cool because, you know, you look at some of those older guitars and things that you like the strats and the yeah. other you know like yeah. you, you see them and they're they're used they're worn they're they've got some you know their pit guards are all jacked up there well we always say <laughs> if you have somebody that brings in a guitar and it looks brand new mm -hmm. and they tell you that they've been playing forever they're, they're not practicing enough yeah. So we usually guitars are made to be played, so there's going to be scratches. It just builds character within the guitar. It, it does. also means that you're maneuvering it correctly and you're learning how to play with it and stuff like that. Yeah. So we say it. All my guitars have scratches. <laughs> it's just part of the deal. How many guitars do you have? Or do you just? Um, right now in my house, I actually have. Uh, I think we've got about eight or ten guitars. Um, oh wow. Cody is a little bit spoiled. Um, <laughs> He has a... Uh, what is his son, by the way? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he has a Fender Strat. Uh, we have a Yamaha. Oh, that one's um, gorgeous. I did. I remember seeing that yeah. one. Then, of course, I have my my big 12-string yes. 1976 Takamini. Pretty yeah, rare. See, that um, one's pretty badass, actually. Yeah. Then we have banjos, ukuleles, mm -hmm. metal drums, baby grand piano in our studio, you know, the, yeah. which was Robbins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have uh, quite a few instruments. We don't really have too many dull nights, even now that it's just my son Cody and I. Um, you know, we, we sit around and play quite a bit, do lots of stuff. And that's good. Music yep. music is very therapeutic. Yep. As are tattoos. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times people always ask like, hey, where do you meet your clients? Where do you meet, you know, or, or you we met because our kids were in high school together. Yep, you know? football. Uh, yeah, football. And we were, uh, shoot, what was the Valley? No, it wasn't Valley game. It was, uh, 
Jeez, that's been a while. It's been a while, but I do remember it was, we were getting our asses kicked. It was, um, what's the red and gold one? The, um, Centennial. Yeah. It was Centennial. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, Dawn, another client, you know, introduced us. Yep. And she was like, hey. That was uh, of the sophomore season, right? That was, yeah. so yeah, it was sophomore season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was crazy because I remember I was like, hey, well, hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this is Matt. And it's usually how it happens. You're like, hey, this is Matt. Matt does tattoos. You want a tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's usually the intro. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, I know a guy. Yep. And that that's usually me. So. Um, and then we got our asses kicked. Then we got our asses handed <laughs> to us. Man, they whooped our asses. Well, not our ass, but our boys' asses. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were all ready to fight after that game. Oh God, that that was such a that was. I remember, you know, yeah, our sons were all pissy and. Yep thrown fits on the on the sidelines yeah. and you know and, and uh yeah <laughs> it was a good time but um yeah you guys you and uh you and robin wanted some tattoos and yep and uh we came in and designed a few things and yep got uh the guitar you know and that was a uh, that was the first well um, we had um or was it the dates? No, it wasn't the dates. It wasn't the it was, it was the guitar because what had happened, actually it was their junior year, buddy, because, because what had happened was is that you also knew about me and Don from the loss of our son, Kelby. Yes. And at that point, um, that's when you and I sat down and talked. That's and, right. And then we just kind of fast buds from there. Yeah, pretty much. That's right. I mean, you know, again, and I've said this before with, you know, tattoo art, there's always a story. There's always yeah. that. Again, hence Beyond the Ink. That's what yeah. we do. Um, but when we had, when we had talked about, you know, um, the loss of your son, you know, yeah. he was, what, 19? Kevin yeah, was 19. He was 19 when he passed. And you know, my son and him were in the same same grade. You know, yep. he, he and Matthew were in the same. Yep. yep. And um, so it was kind of like they had some of the same friends. Yes. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those that like okay, it hit very close to home. Yep. And then I got to know you guys, and it was fantastic. Like you said, instant click. Like yeah. we're just. Well, the first time over here, we spent. What did we spend? Because. You know, I was really stuck on doing something with the date, you know, and the yes. time. Yes. But every time that we would talk about it, we spent three hours and Robin <laughs> was here too. Yes. And I would start to go to tears and then we actually, I took a little bit of time. Yeah. And then uh, we come up with the, the guitar design, which yes. is Cody has and then Robin had yeah. on yeah. her uh, arm oh. as well. Yeah. All, all three of you yeah. have had tattoo and yeah. had the tattoo that was designed for him. Yeah. Um, and it was it was cool because it was like, you know, just designed specifically. It. Yeah. Again, we're here for a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. People just call them consultations because my consultations usually last a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coined phrase, actually, with. Uh, 
with some of my buddies, especially the ones in, in Dallas, or you know, they're like, oh, it's the Matt Saltation. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I'm a talker. And, uh, and so when we got it right, we got it perfect, we, uh, we did it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, and it was something that was very designed specific towards Kelly because he was a phenomenal guitar player. Yes. And I was having the new beginning signs with it and knowing that, you know, no matter where he's at, he's playing a guitar somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why when you and I, when you've come over to the house and you and I have talked, you know, and I showed you the, the talking mini 12 string. Yes. You know, it's something that I can sell for really good money, but I'll never sell it because of the sentimental value of Kelby playing it, me having him on video. Yeah. It's nothing like hearing Ozzy Osbourne on a 12 string. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's just something that will always be close to me, just like, you know, the ink on my arm, uh, the ink on my son's back, that he has the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so pretty much a lot of the stuff we do is, is family-oriented. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And the funny thing was when, remember, Robin was so anti-tattoo. Yeah. She was like, nope, yeah. tattoos are not for me. We even sat here and she was like, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Tattoos are not for me. Yeah. And I said, okay, you know, and I told her straight out, I said, hey, tattoos are not for everybody. There, some people get them, some people don't. Yeah. And, um, and then I get a call from her <laughs> one day and she's like, hey, I think I want to get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she, uh, I remember, you know, when she said that she wanted that, you know, the little, the little tattoo that was, yeah. Base club. Well, just a little wrist tattoo, you know, wasn't anything. And then uh, she said, I want another one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, come on, say who? Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you sure about this? And it was funny because she was, yeah, I want another one. And then we did the dates on yours, right? Yeah. And then we did another one. Well, we did the guitar and then we did the... Uh the, oh, that's right. Peace comes from within. Yes. The, the little script. Yeah, because that's pretty torn up over Kelly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. I yeah. mean, yeah. the loss of a son, the loss of a family member, let alone, I yeah. couldn't, I mean, me being yeah. a father of, you know, my sons, and, and yeah. I could not, I couldn't understand. I mean, honestly, and, you know, in all truth of everything, when Don, you know, said, hey, uh, they'll probably be contacting you. For memorial tattoos i was like okay cool you know like yeah i have no problem that's that's really good you know and i mean not really good but it's just yeah. it's 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 totally fine and then um when she said memorial tattoos and i was like oh shit like okay you know like those are always a little bit tough yeah but with the loss of a son, you know, a child, and and I mean, outright, he was 19 years old. Yep. And um, the shitty thing, I mean, obviously, just the whole thing itself is shitty. Um, it was on his birthday. Yes. It was so, on his 19th birthday. Yeah, we we pretty much are pretty open about it. So it was yeah. his 19th birthday. He was with uh, four of his friends. Again, uh, not. Four friends that I really liked. I'm pretty open about that. Yep. I was always kind of the mean dad, we know. 
And now, I don't call it mean that. I call it protective <laughs> for a reason, yeah, yeah, you know? Like, it, but my son, my little bitty son, which is we all know Kelly was 6'3", 270 pounds. Yeah, true. Could take 400 pounds and throw it any which way he wanted to. Yeah, he's but, a big uh, boy. But um, what had actually happened was is that, you know, he went to this party, which was a birthday party for him. Yeah. We saw him at 3 o'clock that day. And um, so we're sitting there at the house, um, and Kelby being Kelby, you know, we gave him his stuff real quick, you know, happy birthday, and then he jetted out with his buddies, and we were fine, you know, with that. Yeah. He was actually living out with the, with one of his buddies anyway because he was working and stuff. And then, um, you know, about 7.30, we get this phone call, and it's one of his friends saying that Kelby is not breathing or this or that and we're like what yeah we're like what are you talking about call an ambulance right now so they called the ambulance and we we knew that they would meet us at uh, del web banner hospital yeah and uh so we get there and we meet them right as they got there and uh we catch kelby in the er as they start trying to resuscitate you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they actually got a heartbeat from Kelby right before they got there. And um, so uh, we, when we saw him in the ER, Robin, because she's been around hospitals mm -hmm. for so long, mm -hmm. um, we knew the scan and we looked at his brain scan real quick. The doctors were great. They showed us and we saw swelling on the brain and so we Robin was automatically this is not good. So yeah. we knew we were in for a haul. Uh, we actually had him moved upstairs, um, called family. Uh, we didn't know really what the results would be, but we knew that it was gonna be a miracle if he pulled through. We we you know we're from Oklahoma. Like I always tell you, it looked like a hillbilly accident, but it's not gone. And uh, yeah. basically, uh, we went through a four-day process, all while trying to make sure that things were normal with Cody. Uh, you know, we had a football game that Friday he night. Did. We he were did. all there. Everything was in slow motion. Um, we did a uh, tried to do a cool down procedure, which took 24 hours, and then we went to warm him back up to see if it would jumpstart any brain activity. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it did not take. Um, and Friday after the football game, you, you saw me there breaking down. I did. Um, I did. And then um, actually, Cody had went back up after his football game and had sat with him for a couple of hours. We were so exhausted we went home because we were going up the next morning because we had agreed. Uh, Cody was, a, or Kelby was an organ donor. Uh, that was one of his wishes and we had agreed that we were, we had the DNR. I mean, there, we had specialists come in and look at his brain and he said there's no activity. So we were just kind of hoping through, you know, they were doing the, um, running blood transfusions and stuff and you know yeah. we were trying to see what the next step was but in the midst of Cody he came home and it wasn't he wasn't home an hour and they called us and said that he's starting to tank so this was when the really hard part happened to where we manually kept Kelby alive for an hour and a half yeah we were waiting on the OR team because we wanted to respect his wishes uh, to be an organ donor. Um, we did have Robin's parents there, and then, of course, all my family's waiting in the wings. And um, 
So as we basically went through and um, kept him alive, manual pumps with the oxygen for the hour and a half, the OR team got set up and then we knew they, that it would be a very quick moment. Um, we took him off of life support. Um, we had the, uh, the heartbeat monitor yeah. we stopped pumping the oxygen. And then the hardest part of your life is sitting there watching your son come down to his last heartbeat. And, um, you know, as we talked about, when you see the life leave somebody, when they go from pink to gray and it's in a straight line running from head to toe, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And then of course I have my son and my wife next to me and, um, you know, and then at that point, I'll never forget this. There was two things that happened. I asked the doctor, I had 30 people standing around there to get ready to take his organs and run him down. You literally have five minutes. Yeah. And it was important to us that we were able, we, we actually saved three other people with Kelby and it was important to us that that happened to respect his wishes. And, uh, but the selfish, I mean, yeah. us yeah. being you yeah. know, humans yeah. and, and being selfish by nature, we want every last bit of time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I totally understand that. So as I asked the doctor, as we were standing there, and it was totally silent. And, you know, her parents were sitting over there and I said, what time was it that he actually passed away? And he gave us the time, and then, you know, the question that everybody always has when you're sitting there and everybody's looking at you, I just basically said, because I didn't know, numb, in a haze. Yeah. And, you know, what do you, and this is where reality will hit you right upside the face is. You know, I said, well, what do we do now? And they basically say, you can go home. And that's the longest walk to your car. Yeah, because yeah. you are not going home. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. My kid, yeah. So uh, that happened in 2017, very hard on us. Um, everybody at the studio, their life family, um, have been, I mean, they were absolutely so supportive. Everybody surrounded us. Um, you know, we, uh, it really hit me hard as a dad. You, it, you know, we've talked about this in life. None of us get out of this alive. Nope. We all die. We however, the story ends. And... However, there is an order of synchronicity that you hope that happens. You hope as a father that you never bury your son before you. Yes. And uh, so, you know, we had to go through that. Um, he had, we had to do actually two different, uh, you know, we do cremation. Yes. Um, so we had to do two different uh, funerals for Kelby, one for his friends and then one for family. Lots of people. Um, you know, it really, it, it made my heart swell to know that he was loved. Um, you know, but uh, you, you try to get through it the best you can. Um, and of course, our luck, somebody backed into my pickup at the funeral. <laughs> yeah, one of his friends. Oh, one of his friends. He's like, yeah, little bastard. bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, uh, it was, it's the worst thing that can ever happen to you, um, but it also made us open our eyes, even with our family. My family's dysfunctional. I love them all, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we kind of come together and said, hey, it's time to, you know, make amends, and this is, you know, what happens. And it really does open your eyes to lead your life really differently. Correct. Um, and to, 
you know, make sure that you're lead, leading a good life. So, you know, Robin and I, when you get to something like that, you really want to truly know. And what we kind of found out from some of the people at the party and stuff like that, that Kelby actually laid on the ground for about 25 minutes after one of his buddies basically said, here's a pill. And we come to find out that we think that the pill had fentanyl pressed into it. Yeah. So you and I have talked about all of this pretty hard and, you know, trying to make sure our kids don't take anything they're not supposed to. And uh, fentanyl is such a huge yeah, it's thing yeah. right now. I mean, and because they, they cut the drugs with it, they cut everything, you know. And, yeah. And these kids, they, they think they're... They think they know fucking human. Yeah, they but they think they're like superhuman and they're like, no. oh, it's not going to get me, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not yeah. speaking out of context. I'm, I'm not speaking of, you know, this particular instance, you know. I'm just thinking in general, well, like, the there's a lot of think, kids that yeah, do that. Yeah, that's the way they think. It's, yeah. It is what it is. It is. I mean, what, you and I were 19. Yeah. We were very, you know, piss and vinegar type thing. <laughs> like, you know, like, you didn't, you didn't think yeah. you didn't question your own mortality nah, you really didn't at all. never and and you know, i know you know hey kelby great kid phenomenal musician just an athlete all, yeah he just was, an all the way around good kid but yeah. the fact of the matter is is these days and times sometimes kids are just more risky they just try more things i i know for me you know i talk about i never could i don't even like getting my medicine from CVS. I can never <laughs> do anything from somebody else. Yeah, outside. I'm the biggest puss when it comes yeah, to taking meds. Yeah. I, everybody, again, that knows me, I don't take meds. I don't yeah. like them. Yeah, I just, the same way. Yeah. You know, I'm, but I don't, you know, again, I don't drink, I don't smoke, yeah. I don't do drugs and stuff like that. But as a kid, I mean... We're all funny buddies, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a kid, what, what happened? I smoked weed, did stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. Just like anybody else did, but... I probably have pissed more swimming pools full of beer than most people could ever think about drinking. <laughs> but like, nowadays, like we talk about, I'm old, I'll drink a beer about every, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah. then I feel bloated and want to go to bed early. <laughs> or I've got to take a gas pill because mm -hmm. this dig didn't sit where the, the barley, wheat, and hops didn't yeah. sit with me very well. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, and, and like you said, it makes you open up a whole different perspective on. Well, it definitely right. makes you very, very protective. And I think Correct. a lot of people besides us felt that, people that were close to us and they saw us going through it. Um, you know, and the thing is, is you'll never really get complete answers. And sometimes that's very hard to live with, you know. Without closure. Get without closure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, it really uh, made me have talks with, you know, Cody, which is, Cody, my other boy, is yeah. 19 going on 40. Yeah, he's the same age as my son, Evan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Matthew yeah. was in the same grade with Kelby. Yeah. Yeah. And Cody's, Cody and Evan, I mean, were all four years together. Yeah. You know, they were. Did he go to Western Peaks also? Or did he go to. No, he, he went to uh, uh, Marley Park. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they were Marley Park. So. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I thought maybe he had gone to the same junior high, you know. and. No, or they not, played but... Western Peaks in the flag football and yeah. stuff. So you know, we had to do all of that stuff. I remember all that. Yeah, all that crud. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, it was. It 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 has been an experience. Um, it's an experience I would never wish on anybody. Am I the only person that's gone through that? No. No. But. The, but it, 
probably as we get more into the story, then I probably will be some of the few that have, you know, that have had some interesting yeah, turns what I've gone through. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, going back to Robin, she would talk about, you know, when we yeah. sat and did the consultations or consultations, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, we would talk for hours. Yeah. And then she wanted another tattoo. Yeah. After we did the second tattoo, we gave her the Kelpie guitar. Yep. Yeah. And bless her heart, she thought you were going to be so pissed. Yeah, you are not <laughs> about that. Yeah. She was like, he's going to be so mad. I was like, no, he's not. He's going to be like <laughs> through the roof. Like, oh my gosh, this is so great that you you got it too, you know? And, and again, Cody having it on his yeah. back and... Yeah, Cody and I got them pretty close together. Yeah, and so that was like the family tattoo and that was really cool, um, you know, that she yeah. wanted to... And then I'd go in, I'd go into the shop or I'd yeah. call and follow yeah. up with you guys or we'd see you at a, at a football game or at the banquets or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I mean, because our boys were pretty... Um, they were good friends. They were good friends, you know. So it was yeah. like they got along really well. And Evan, yeah, Cody, and Evan always hang out together. Cody yeah. would come over here when we were getting stuff done, and him and Evan would sit in there. Yeah, him and Evan would just be chilling and, and yeah. having a good time. And and, yeah. and uh, you know that was that was always cool. And and I'd see you guys at the shop, yeah. at the music store, and kind of hover around and bug and we'd go, go, oh, look at all these cool. We'd go to lunch. Yeah, we had some lunch. We you know chopped it up a lot about like just life and everything yep. and and that was cool I mean that was a lot of a lot of fun and then I remember Robin saying I want another tattoo yeah and I said no shit yeah. <laughs> like that's cool and so and she talked to me about that you know it's funny because when you had said about the whole guitar thing I'll, I'll never forget when she came on yeah and she goes because you and I were laughing about this earlier, is she's like, I don't want you to be mad at me. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not mad at you. Well, what's the deal? She goes, I got the same the guitar. And I was like, and you could just see this sense of relief over her face. I was like, that's awesome. You know, that means yeah. that you're closer to me. You know, yeah. we were. You married, what, 24 years, right? 25. 25, 25 yeah, we years. We celebrated our 25th this year. High school sweethearts, yeah. the quintessential yeah, we met actually in college. If I wouldn't have married Robin... But you knew her in high school, right? I we mean, knew of each other. You knew of each other. Yeah, okay, okay, um, okay. I really so. did not meet her. You know how oh. I met Robin? So I was bartending uh -huh. uh, and worked at a big bar. And so when you're 21, you know, you get a free drink. Yeah, yeah. So this beautiful blonde-headed girl comes up and we, I mean, we're slammed. We were slammed all the time. Mm -hmm. Great paying gig. Uh, and there was another guy that lived with, he and I lived together, his name was Lance too. So the two Lances and we, we went to, he went to Cordell, I went to Mount View and Lee mm -hmm. Robin went to Eakley. And, um, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> and, uh, so she come up, she's like, I'm 21, I want my free drink. And I was sitting there thinking, you lush. Cause we would always <laughs> do that. I was like, these lushes, you know, so yeah, I made yeah. this drink. And then we kind of talked a little bit. Then I was like. So the very next night she was out there, because of course when you're 21, right? And it was my night off. Oh. And I saw her out there and there was this big old cowboy with his cowboy helmet yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
had his arm, you know, kind of around her chair and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe that's her boyfriend or something, you know. Yeah. And uh, so this other girl, Nina, that uh, worked there with me as well, I was like, hey, is that her boyfriend? She's like, no, the guy will not leave us alone. So I went up there and asked Robin for her phone number because I didn't care. <laughs> and uh, so back then in those days, we didn't Here. have cell phones. Or no, anything. no. Yeah. So she's like, well, if you really want my number, this is my name. And I was out there with a bunch of guys. We were, we were partying it up. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, this is my name. Look me up in the phone book. You know, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The phone, book phone books you had to flip through. And <laughs> all the millennials that are watching going, phone book? What the hell are you talking about? So anyway, <laughs> I wrote her name on my hand. Mm -hmm. And then I went home and I called her at 2 in the morning. And she was up. And we talked. And I said, hey, would you like to? And so we, our first date was to the cat haunted house of Oklahoma City, which is like a five-story haunted house. Oh, no way. And here's how I won her over. Um, when we got in the haunted house, I told her, I said, listen, we're this is gonna be a maze. I said, when that dude starts that chainsaw up at the end, I'm not sticking around. <laughs> Here, she's yeah. gonna let you know. So we go in the movie, <laughs> I run that way. And so, <laughs> and so we get to the end and uh, Sure as shit, that guy's sitting there trying to start that chainsaw. Well, yeah. we got to start it up. Well, Robin was right in front of me, and I literally grabbed her, picked her up, threw her over my shoulder, and, and we were outside, ran. and she's like, what happened? And I said, that thing almost got us. <laughs> and so she, after that, we went out um, a couple more times, and believe it or not, within two months of us meeting, we were engaged. And we got married within 10 months. Everybody told us, everybody was like, you know, it's not gonna last. It's, it's not, not gonna, gonna last. last. We told, we told you, everybody's like, and all those people that said it wasn't gonna last, they're the ones that's all divorced, you know. Yeah. And 20, 20 we celebrated our 25th uh, wedding anniversary this year in August. So yeah, we uh, we lasted. We lasted. So all the, like you said, all the all the naysayers of yeah. Oh, you've been only together for two months. How are you gonna yep. get married? And how are you gonna be, you know, in, there you are, yeah. celebrating your 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just something that we just knew. I actually, when we went to the haunted house, so November going into December, I actually cornered Robin at my house and asked her, <laughs> Willingly. To, <laughs> and asked her to marry me. It was just her and I. I was like, I'm yeah. doing this just in case you tell me no. So, you know, not everybody can see it like at a baseball game. Yeah, you're, you're like the kiss cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and we talked. Um, it's just something that we knew it was an instant connection. Uh, we actually had a lot of mutual friends, mm -hmm. you know, even in college and stuff. Um, we went to a smaller college. Um, the college was only like 12,000, uh, but we, it's like we knew everybody. I had some really college, uh, I had some really crazy college roommates. <laughs> I mean, some college. Crazy mean. stories, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were kind of like Animal House somewhat. It was kind of <laughs> crazy, like. Who is Belushi? Um, you know what, there is a guy that, uh, and I won't say his name, but he's one of the head football coaches there in a team in Oklahoma, and uh, the other guy is actually a principal of the school. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, I'll never forget, we went to a party, and Rob and I were sitting there, and somehow, a blow-up doll shows up. And like a blow-up sex doll? Or yeah, like... a blow-up sex doll. <laughs> 
Her mouth was like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the next thing I know is Robin and I, you know, we were already started back kind of like an old married couple. We said, we're going back. And this is before we actually got married. Yeah. And um, the next thing I know, the door opens, we're laying there in bed and, and we're actually talking. And so everybody's pretty blitzed. Mm -hmm. The sex doll pretty comes in and the guy has him on her lap and he's like, Harris, look at my new girlfriend. <laughs> he has the doll. Uh, yeah, he has the doll. <laughs> and uh, knock it out. Man. And even the next day, we were walking, and this will tell you how crazy and how fun my college days were. There's a guy that pulls by and he's honking his horn. He's like Harris, and he has the sex doll. No, right in his passenger seat. He's like, look at my new girlfriend. This is how much fun we did have in college. Uh, probably too much fun. Oh my god! And That's... we're laughing, and that sex doll kept showing up at party after party after party. And can I was you, like, can you imagine if you had social media back then? Yeah, it'd be like trying. hashtag. She'd be in all yeah, the different yeah. pictures of like. Well, they would have thought we were Animal House probably back then. We, I did have a really good college. Too good because Robin was. Uh, Robin is a year younger than me, uh -huh. and um, I graduated with 130 hours. Robin graduated with 180 because of her music therapy degree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, being a smart board certified music therapist mm -hmm. and all the hospital internships. We walked the stage at the same time. <laughs> she told me, she's like, you need to get out of school. So if it wasn't for Robin, I probably would not have graduated <laughs> like I should have. Right. So, Thank you Thanks. for getting me out of bed to know that if I just went to class, I can make A's. So you're, I, I can do this. Yeah, I can do it's this. Something that's doable. Yeah. Huh? Well, that's cool. And our story basically just blossomed from there. Well, in 2008, she basically said, "I really no, it was 2006." She said, "You know, I really want to do this company because this town needs a music <laughs> lesson place uh, or a music studio." And so we talked about it. And so we started the process of getting Musical Surprise together. Robin came up with the name Musical Surprise. Yeah, which is a great name because being yeah. a surprise, yeah. you know. <laughs> we love the awesome. city of Surprise, but to open a small business, if you know, is a pain in the freaking ass so here. It's so hard. But it's because of all the freaking snowbirds and the, old, the oldies come just, around time when it's... Yeah. Not against some people, I really, I love <laughs> but there's so many that come in only yeah. for the certain time, which happens to fall in November. Yeah. And the cool down period for these guys is always election, and yeah. they always vote in such horrible things that yeah. are like, dude, you're not, you don't live here. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, and you know the thing with the city of surprise, and I won't harp on them too bad. Sure, but, no worries. But you know they're four day of work week. Civil yep. city, government employee, yeah. and I'll never forget this. So we had the little building, we were renting, we were having to do a build out on it. Mm -hmm. Invested our own money. Those freaking people that do the inspections delayed us a month and a half over a $200. And this guy pretty much just told Robin, we'll get to it when we get to it. She come home crying one day. Oh man. And you know, you know how our flosses, and we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. Um, because the one thing that we were proud of is, again, it was a woman-led business. And so these jerks basically almost put us out of business before we before even started. Yeah. yeah. So what does Lance do? I, I talked to her and, you know, I told her, and we really, we always kind of said this. People will always tell you how it can't be done. You have to show them how it can be done. 
Absolutely. And then you know our other motto, which is persistence, friction, resistance. Absolutely. I get pissed off. And, Absolutely. And so I went down there and I basically told the guys, like, listen, it's going to be a shame that I have to sue you. And I'm going to look really good in this big music studio in your $8 million facility, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day we got our permit. Imagine and, that. Yeah. Somebody uh, yeah. shows up to do their job. Yep. And so... Uh, and it was the $200 permit. It was so just stupid. So anyway, we started off. And, you know, Robin went through a lot with the city. I mean, people, when she was looking for buildings, they would say, oh, this business isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And this is where we had this time. Every, again, they tell you all the things that, yeah. you know, can't happen. But, is, but I always look at it as everything that someone tells you they, that you can't do. It's because they can't do themselves. Exactly. It's and exactly they won't do right. it themselves. Exactly. So they're so programmed that way that... But you know what? One thing that we had really going for us, and I and I would, I give a big thumbs up to this dude. Al D'Angelo was here, was one of the uh, develop, uh, mental or development uh, staff, the leads for you know bringing businesses in. Uh -huh. He loved Robin, and you know he he was older, fixing to retire, and he pushed, and basically was a big cheerleader of ours, and just kind of always gave us that thumbs up, just keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah. uh, you know, after he retired, that was a real loss for the city. Um, you know, um, and we like the city. Um, we mm -hmm. have nothing against them. You know, we've done work with them and stuff, but now we're pretty much off on our own doing what we do best, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's a great shop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I keep, I, I want to reiterate the fact that it's such a great music shop. It's, it, you know, it does embody that family-oriented feeling. You know, you don't walk in, yeah. and you know it's not a big chain right. that's right. gonna be, hey, come on in, what are you looking for? Oh, cool, we've got 40,000 yeah. of those, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's nothing, yeah. you know. Uh, and all of them are overpriced. <laughs> and all of them are overpriced, absolutely. It's, it's so true. But you know, as we progressed, um, of course, we had our small shop, and then we really saw, at that point, um, you know, we built up to like 110 students. We only had three rooms. We only had like oh, five or six teachers, and then yeah. Robin, and Robin was managing it. And then we actually had a little room in that first one where our kids could go and play video games and stuff, because somebody had to watch them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had invested so much money, we couldn't have a freaking babysitter <laughs> you know, and so the kids were over there like, yeah yeah and i was off working and then at this point robin basically looked at me and she said i need some help and i know you're not happy where you're at and so i said you know what and, and it kind of started from the fact that i was driving home one night from tippy uh-huh and you know, remember how I told you, I said, I can't see, but I can see in between the lines. <laughs> I couldn't literally see the road. And, oh, I, and I called Robin. I was in a panic. I could see the lines. And I said, I can't see very well. I don't know what's going on here. So I stopped. Yeah. And that's when we found out that I was a diabetic, you know, oh, shit. Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I went to the, the eye doctor and he said, hey, you got blood sugar in your eyes. Or you got sugar in your eyes. And I was, he's like, you need to go to the doctor now. Well, I went to the doctor. Come to find out, I was, my blood sugar was 610. Oh, damn. They're like, you had a, had a stroke yet? And I was like, they were like, how are you standing? Yeah, How are you standing up? So sir? my doctor's like, you need to get that down immediately. So, you know, of course, I'm a type 2 and I manage well now. Um, 
but we we really we really at that point decided I was going to go to work for Musical Surprise. Yeah. So. So it's funny that like after she's got her uh, her degree, you know, she's helping music music therapy. Mm -hmm. To me, it's, it's incredible. I think it's you know. It's underrated. You don't hear a lot about it, or at least most people don't hear a lot about they it. They think more occupational therapy. Which they, is, they consider they, it? No, they think people think more of occupational therapy than, than what they don't understand what music therapy really does. Oh, okay. So there's that that whole, I don't want to say fight, or... You know, yeah, it's like, just misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a who's more important type thing. So they're a little more... A more hustle butter on here, which is fantastic. Um, God, I've been using hustle butter for like six, seven years, maybe. I don't know, longer. It's not the same thing as nut butter. Nope, definitely <laughs> not the same thing as nut butter. <laughs> you get that stuck in your beard. We're not, uh, it's good we're for beard friends. oil, but yeah, we're, 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 we're not. not <laughs> we're not. We're not friends. We're gonna have to question our friendship. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> these are the. These are the. This. The, this is what happens, you know. Um, so, so being a, a music therapist, you know, and then going in there and, you know, she was, I remember um, when she asked me again, you know, she called me afterwards and was yeah. like, um, you know, so sometime after the guitar, yeah. actually before the guitar, she yeah, had was, wanted her other, you know, another tattoo. Yeah. And it was a, it was a mandala with a sun and a moon with mm -hmm. the compass, you know, mm -hmm. going through. And um, it was really cool. I was like, okay, cool. And we sat here, the first time she came, I was all set up and everything. Yeah. We sat here for maybe four hours, redesigning, designing, putting it back together, doing yeah. this. And uh, and then not a single drop of ink went in there, no. which is fine. I want my clients, I want you guys to be 100% sure and ready and like, this is what I want. This is, this is for life, you know? <laughs> I gotta make sure it's perfect. And so, the second time she came over, um, you know, we started designing again. And we started to make sure that everything was on there correctly. Sizing, I, I created the stencil. I put the stencil on and she was like, oh, I think it's, Ah, it looks really, really big. Yeah. And so that. she's like, I want it a little smaller. And I said, okay, well, if you want it smaller with mandalas and things, I have to, and I hate the word dumb it down, but I yeah. had to like, you yeah. know, redesign. Yep. And I remember you calling and going like somewhere along the lines of, stop wasting that man's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what are you guys getting? And I go, and I was laughing because of like, it's not a waste of time. This is for life, man. You, yeah. you know, we can do this. And that's when she got the guitar. And you know, that wasn't too long ago. No. It really wasn't. No. That was... Cause yeah. Here's how much time that she it took her to think about it. Just, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh -huh. So in 2018, we went to San Francisco. We had kind of a business meeting up there. Yeah. Um, and we decided to take some extra time. And we just spent time together. 
and expensive San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> where you can shit on a parking lot. Yeah, okay. It did smell like shit around there. <laughs> and piss. But you know, we actually had um, a really good time, and we had made a commitment to one another that we were going to start traveling. Robin always wanted to travel, but yes. she started talking about this tattoo then. Really? That was what, eight months before we actually got it on her? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have a picture and we were up top. We went to a, a cheesecake factory or something like that. And we have a, I have a picture of her just gazing out over the streets. And I stood back and I said, I'm going to take a picture. She's like, no, no, no. And I, I took the picture anyway. <laughs> and I could tell something was with Robin at that point because I could see it in her eyes. I know that we had gone through quite a few hard times with our son. We were very supportive of one another. Yes. Um, and losing our son, believe it or not, 80% of the time when you lose a kid like that, parents end up getting divorced. That's, that's a true statistic. That's true. what was told to us. Correct. And you know, they pulled us in, these therapists and stuff, and you know, even our people, staff up there was worried about us. And we looked at everybody and we said, hey, we may not all be here. You know, we may have some hazy days, but we're that we're not that way. It's her and I for life. Correct. And you know, and everybody just kind of looked at us like we were crazy. And we're like, and it actually brought, because when we hit hard times, we actually come co closer together because yeah. we know we have to knuckle down and, you know, make this life happen. Correct. So at San Francisco, Robin had decided, and she was talking about the tattoo actually back then, <laughs> but the other side of this, she was talking about herself. And you know, when you go through the stress and pressure that we have been through, well, some of it I'd put her through it, through my business dealings and stuff, we, as we got older, we gained some weight and stuff, but Robin, told me, she says, I'm going to start working on myself. And I looked at her and I said, I think that is an absolutely awesome thing. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at somebody and you truly love them, you, you see their mind, soul, body, spirit, and know. And, you know, from that point forward, which is, you know, Robin lost 80 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Looked totally different. I yeah. Mean, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I still look the same, but hey, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I always say that too. I'm like, hey, look, you lost 20 pounds. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> but then at that point, when she started talking about this tattoo, and what it really yeah. truly was, was she kept talking about finding a direction in life for her. This right. tattoo was more for her, and it was about her finding her direction in life. She wanted to go hiking more. We started going hiking and started like kayaking. Kayaking. Which is really cool. You saw all the pictures on the old Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, then from that time, we went up at another business meeting in Boston. Mm -hmm. Again, she's exercising. Uh, she started the keto diet, which mm -hmm. really truly does work. I, I have to promote that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she was really strict with herself. Um, and we went up to Boston. We had such a great time. Um, I got really, really drunk up there, though, because <laughs> we were up there with our... We, we do a private consulting group with musicians. These guys have big, big studios, like up to 3,000 students and stuff. Oh, wow. And matter of fact, those guys actually, you know, are really good friends of ours, and we're all really good friends, and we bounce ideas off of each other. We have our own private group and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a really great group of people. 
and we had just such a phenomenal time for you know four days and actually while we were there robin took me on the uh, freedom trail hike i couldn't even hardly make it it was like seven and a half miles we were freezing our butts <laughs> off in february no it was a, it was a, yeah it was yeah february no it was april and we were freezing our, it was april because we were freezing our butts off and it was like 40 degrees but we walked seven miles I saw Paul Revere's house, you know, we went through all of that stuff. All the Trail, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Which was really awesome. Love Boston. Such a great city. Me too. Man, so, it is freaking awesome there. I just, I just couldn't drive there. Yeah. Those dudes would kill me driving. They honk at every little thing. But right. so in the progression of this, you know, we were starting to kind of travel, spending more time together. Yeah. And uh, so and then she came and got it done. Yeah. She she, she yep. came over. After that, she came over and got that done. And, and got it done, and yeah. and I redesigned it. Yeah. She had said, I really like it. Yeah. I think this is the one. And I said, do you think? And she goes, no, no, no. I know this is yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the words, I think, when they come out before yeah. the tattoos, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm very reluctant to do it because yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to regret it. Yeah. And I'm always saying, if you're 99.9% .9 sure and you want this, don't get it. Yeah. Because you'll end up not liking it, you know, and something about it will end up being, you know, not right. But she loved it. She did. And she was like, she, she sat through it. And yeah. She come home, she showed me, and I was really, I thought it was really awesome. And she was happy. She was. And she, she had it on the back. It was the direction for her on the back of her neck. Back of her neck, the nape yeah. of her neck. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, she was talking about the new direction in her life. And so we were doing more things. We actually went to Sedona, which was a scary moment. Um, we went hiking. You know that Devil's Canyon where they have yes. the big. She had to thing. go up there. Yeah. Well, that's a hike. Yes. And Everybody says, oh, it's so easy. Yeah. It's just a little. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's a pretty... We had a blast. We, we <laughs> went up there and then on our way down, she felt something in her left knee. And we knew that, you know, she had had a few little knee problems here and there. Yeah, from basketball, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Robin was a hell of a basketball player. Mm -hmm. I, I'll have to show you her letter jacket sometime. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, she averaged 43 points a game. She was. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. But uh, when we come back down, I'll never forget this. She, Robin was overheated a little bit. We had half a bottle of water. We had about two miles to get to the car, but she was saying that her knee really hurt. And it was in such a pain that I thought she was gonna pass out on me. And believe yeah. it or not, <laughs> we were sitting there and this guy pulls up because of these big rocks. He pulls in this big pickup this big pickup and uh and i said hey would you, i said is there any way you could give us a ride and not to knock them but they told us no yeah 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 and, uh, well you, most people these days they're yeah, so weary of yeah, yeah. helping anyway yeah. which is crazy you know so i actually put robin's arm around my shoulder and we started walking back um you know who helped us who a guy that was from India that happened to be on a four-wheeler thing there, and he stopped, he said, are you guys okay? And I said, dude, I got 400 bucks in my pocket. I'll give it to you if you can just give us a ride a mile up the road so I can get her. And uh, yeah. so he gave us a ride. I said, well, here's, here's money. And he said, uh, he said, I don't want your money. I just want to make sure you guys are right. I was like. See, that's good. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are still some good people yeah. in this world. Yeah, you know? yep. 
and of assholes, so, but you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of good people in yeah. the world. <laughs> We're talking about that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so we got back in, and I, we, I'll never forget us getting in the car, and I said, Robin, let's not ever do that again. <laughs> we have to be prepared. So we went, we bought backpacks and stuff, but her knee still kept kind of giving her a hard time. Yeah. And you know, we had kind of ho hummed and him hauled around and stuff, and. Uh, and so I said, let's see if it heals up, ice packed it, all that stuff, you know, and did everything we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our 25th anniversary of being married was coming up, wedding anniversary, and uh, so we decided, we had always talked about going to Hawaii, Maui specifically. Yeah. And I said, well, it's time, and you know, we had been saving for a bigger vacation. Um, and uh, we also had to do some business over there. And I said, perfect. Because we went over to look at Mele ukuleles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome ukuleles. I mean, those guys. So it was kind of like that little yeah, yeah. business of yeah, pleasure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Cody was graduating. So that was our gift for him. And, and, yeah. and it was our 25th wedding anniversary. So we went to Maui. We had and one he of, took his girlfriend, right? Yeah, he took his girlfriend. <laughs> and we had one of the most spectacular times ever. Um, I saw some pictures. I was just like, man, they're having the time of their life. We really did. We hit every beach, saw turtles. Um, Did the luau's? Did the the luau. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I I drank too much there too. (laughs) But it was free. (laughs) But it was free. Yeah, that's okay. But you know, one of the things is, is I'll never forget we had a uh, picture. And because of the way the sun shines there, it actually looked... I mean, I thought I looked halfway decent. Robin looked so radiant and stuff. It was crazy. People yeah. even commented on the picture when we put it up. They're like, holy crap. You they're all, this isn't you. You're like, yeah. swear to God, no filter. Yeah. The sun is my filter. And, mm-hmm. you know, Robin had lost again all the way, looking very, very beautiful and stuff. And yeah. uh, so we came back. And, uh, you know, as we were progressing and stuff, um, you know, one of the things with us having the businesses is that we, we really worked hard. We had really had talked about how we could kind of step back a little bit and really spend more time together. And, you know, you, yeah. th- you would think that that's funny since we worked together. But we really didn't see each other that much. Because yeah. she had her side. We, you know, you've been yeah. in there. Your, her her office is over here. Your yeah. office is way down yeah. the hall. Yeah. yeah. It, it was and not. we worked opposite schedule some. And, you know, she was always on me. She was like, you need to work less. You need to work less. We didn't do this for you to work more, you know. And yeah. Of course, yeah. me being OCD and stuff like that. Yeah, it was so hard for to get you out of that yeah. town yeah. office, man. Yeah. yeah. So. Even when I would come by to get you for lunch, I'd be like, "Come on, dude, let's go." Hold on, I gotta get yeah. off this phone call really quick. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, her knee kind of kept hurting her, and so we went in to I can't say the place, but we went in to have it looked at. Yeah. And we knew that she had a meniscus tear, but all of a sudden they tell us, you know, if you fix the meniscus tear, it's only a 50% chance that it would work. So um, we looked at this new thing called the partial knee replacement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we really debated on that, but it was kind of like the doctor was supposedly one of the better doctors in the state and stuff and you know in dealing with this days and times insurance is so expensive and we had met deductibles because you know Cody had his 
torn up her lower labrum that we did the December before. Yeah, yeah. he had healed up. And uh, he had those five anchors put in. Yep. I remember that. He had that. So we had agreed to do this partial knee replacement. They told us, hey, we do it on 35-year-olds. Uh, you know, they're able to go hiking. And that was one of the things. Robin really wanted to enjoy nature and stuff like that. So we yeah. agreed to it. And uh, matter of fact, we had, you know, in September, we had scheduled it because our insurance was going to change in October and all that good stuff. You know how you try to rush through things. And, yeah. But we did our due diligence pretty well and, and, you know, did what we were supposed to do. We even, we even talked about getting us, you know, tents and stuff like that. And I said, well, let's just wait until we make sure that your knee and everything's okay. And then we will kind of get in. Commits to, to the hiking yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so, you know the twist in the story, which is we go in. We go in on the 21st of September and Robin has the partial knee. It's an outpatient. Yep. So she's in for 45 minutes. One of the things that, um, that I specifically remember saying very clearly is, you know, and I'll never forget this, looking at the doctor and basically saying, hey man, we've lost a son. We, I just want to make sure. He's like, oh, we do this all the time, you know, okay. Thought we covered our bases, went through everything. And she went in on the 21st of September. Was done with the surgery in about 45 minutes. However, yeah. you know, we had talked about Kelby uh, before, but, you know, when they were trying to wake her up and stuff, she was screaming Kelby's name. So she had a little bit of a hard time waking up. From the anesthesia? Yeah, from the anesthesia. And uh, so we, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, I had her car and they, they wheeled her out. They, they gave me all the information. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I felt like, golly, it's kind of soon, you know, but I guess that's the way they it, do it. That's right? the way they do it. With, yeah. With she she came out with like she was hung over for three days yeah. straight, you know. That, that happened just recently with my, with my, I don't mean to cut you off, but like mm -hmm. it happened just recently with my son and his, he yeah. just had his first daughter and she had an emergency C-section. Yeah. And they were like, I had gone over there, not even barely 24 hours after. I remember. And that. they yeah. were saying, "Hey, do you want to take mom with you?" And I was like, uh, "She just got ripped open, yeah. emergency C-section." Yeah. Um, they're like, "Yeah, but she's doing remarkably well. Um, you can take her with you if you want to." And I just thought, "You're kidding, right?" Like. I, had, I literally just walked out of the room and, and one of the nurses stops me and she says, you're grandpa, right? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, oh, well, do you want to take mom with you? Because, you know, the baby was at another hospital. Yeah. Because the complications, like everything that happened at that said hospital, at the other hospital. And so I was reluctant, very reluctant to take her out of there. But, you know my future daughter-in-law was saying I can't be without my baby you know like, yeah. and baby's over in ICU yep. and that's a whole different story <laughs> yeah. we've been but, done that with our two kids yeah ICU, yeah ICU. and so yep. she's over there in the NICU you know now the nurses are like yeah we can we can you know we can send her home and I'm just like you're freaking crazy <laughs> like you know, and, and getting back to it, they rushed her out. 
And I was like, holy moly, you know. So we go home. Yeah. And of course, they, they put a nerve block in. And you know, the, the, the incision, when you do a partial knee replacement, they basically will, it was on her left knee, they sculpt down the side of it, and then yeah. they put the metal parts in. Yeah. It's about a four inch incision. Yeah. Um, and then they fixed the meniscus tear. And they did all this because they said she had arthritis. And they, they kept just insisting that the uh, if we just did the meniscus tear that it wouldn't, uh, you know, there was only a 50-50 chance. Yeah. So we get home that Saturday. She's actually sending emails within an hour. Yeah. Um, and I remember I'm seeing thinking, her on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, holy crap, this thing's going to go much easier than we thought. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, she's hobbling around in her thing. I'm, I'm taking care of her. And, uh, you know, Saturday goes off well. She sleeps pretty well. It took like a degree for us to figure out the six prescriptions. You know, we read through everything, did everything we were supposed to do. Correct. Well, then Sunday comes around. She's hurting a little bit. And Robin never really cries. Um, and so at that point, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. And, but... You know, she was up still moving, but teary-eyed once in a while. Yeah. But then we walk into Monday, and she is, uh, she is uh, feeling better. Yeah. And I stayed home that Monday, cooked, all that good stuff. And... Uh, What'd you make? I made, that night, Monday night, I did chicken legs, mac and cheese for Cody, and, you know, some vegetables and stuff. And there you go. You know, Robin actually had one of her teachers, they loved her, and, and one of the teachers actually gave her a coloring book. You saw the page. I did, I did. She is, and of course, Cody and I were giving her a hard time telling her that that's something that a six-year-old would be proud of, <laughs> staying in the lines, you know, and yeah. of course, we always played around. Yeah. So, you know, we run into Monday night, and you know, things become very vivid when you sit down and you start thinking, you know. Hindsight. Is 2020, and you know Monday night we actually had that big storm around 10 o'clock. Yeah, and she went to bed early. And usually when Robin went to bed, it was her reading a book, like literally a full book. Yeah, but I noticed she didn't really read that much that night, and I knew she was tired. And uh, you know, we uh, um, at 10 o'clock we hear this big flash of lightning. I mean, it was loud. Yeah. A big thunder boom. And, uh, it's probably the one that hit my neighbor's house. And then the dogs are beating the door down because it scared the hell out of them. Yeah. You know? So the dogs crawl up in bed with us and we're laughing about it. And then at 2 o'clock, you know, she actually got up and she had to use the restroom. So, you know, she pulls her walker out and hobbles to the bathroom and stuff. And, you know, I'm checking on her and we talked. Um, the very next morning, I had to get up really early to go get the oil change in my pickup. You know how it is dealing with dealerships. Yep, yep. Well, while I was there, I, you know, I got up at 6.30, 6.45, I said, hey, I'm going to leave. Well, she just rolled over and I knew she was really tired. Yeah. So every morning for all of the years in our lives, I would always, if I was around, I would kiss her on the forehead and say, love you, see you later. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to let her sleep. Yeah. So I got to the dealership at about seven, and this stupid oil change and brake fluid change took two hours. And but they got in at 7.30, and I was like, I'll just wait. You know how it goes. Yeah. And uh, 
So at 9.25, uh, Robin's getting ready to go get her first therapy appointment with Beardry. We know those guys and yeah. stuff. They helped out. You know. They helped me out, yeah. actually. My those guys are really good dudes. Yeah. And uh, So um, at 9.25, I get a call from my son Cody, and I know this call. And the reason I know this call is because, and I'll regress here in a minute, but he basically said, Mom is on the ground. I can't get her a response from her. And I said, you know, I need you to do CPR, and I need you to call 911. And so I'm kind of back and forth with him, you know, texting him to make sure, and he's trying CPR. And he had found Robin with her walker half in the closet, half out. And, uh, you know, she, he said she was dressed, um, but uh, I told him, I said, get 911 on the phone. And uh, so it finally took me to scream out in the middle of the dealership that I was going to have to start beating people if I didn't get my truck. And they just lollygagged their ass around there. It was so crazy. Yeah. And uh, finally get my truck. Did something I wasn't supposed to do. I did about 80 down the bell. I'm trying to get to my house. I was either, and the whole time I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. And, and I was like, either I'm going to make it or I'm not. Yeah. But I don't want to take other people with me, right. <laughs> you know. So I pull up in front of my house. You know, we live in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And my biggest fear came true. I saw two fire trucks. There were seven police cars. <laughs> City knows us, you know. And. Yeah. What we went through with Kelby, and uh, the policeman standing outside, there was two ambulances there and two fire trucks. And so I pull up, I skid in there, and I take off running towards the front door. And as soon as I'm running towards the front door, I run past this policeman, and he's like, well, well, who are you? And I basically said, this is my fucking house, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I run in, and okay, before, right. before I could get there, I see Cody out of the corner of my eyes with... He's in tears, he's got his head buried in his hands, and, and the next thing you know, they said she's coming out, and I see Robin, and they have an auto defibrillator on, tube in the throat, and uh, uh, at that point, I was like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, Cody comes out, he said, Dad, she went down, and I, I did CPR, this and that, and uh, so, we headed to Del Webb Hospital. We followed behind the ambulance, and uh, Cody and I sped up there, found the parking lot, and we went running in. And I knew that it was going to be not good. When I went up to check in, I said, I'm Lance Harris, this is my son. You know, our, my wife has just been, they, they told me to run. They said, run down the hall as fast as you can. You'll see people. And, you know, even though I'm old, <laughs> you don't realize how fast you can run. Yeah. And when we get there, um, damn, before I even knew what happened, there was two detectives there. Um, I had a social worker, the poor lady, or Asian lady, that she's trying to hand me this packet, and she's telling Cody, you know, hey, good on you, you did CPR. And I basically grabbed her sleeve, and I said, we don't have time for this right now. We need to go find my wife. Well, they directed us to a room, and they wheeled Robin in, and Cody and I are sitting in there, and, I, and so I'm talking to Cody. What happened, you know, this and that. 
And I guess that he had got up and uh, he was getting ready to take her to the therapy appointment because he didn't have college that day. And he went to knock on the door and he didn't get a response and he went in and that's when he found Robin on the floor. And uh, what had happened was, is that's when he called me and Robin's brother was calling at the same time I was calling. He didn't know what had happened. She talked to her older brother a lot, yeah, her younger yeah. brother, Brady, which is the oldest boy. And uh, so as we're sitting there in the room, the detectives come up. And of course, my first question is to them, where the fuck were you when my kid had his issues two years ago? And they're like, hey, you know, and that's a whole other story, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, of course, you have to go through the questioning, and then they said, well, we're going to talk to you afterwards, but, you know, and then the next thing I know, and it wasn't 10 minutes, and the doctor come in, and uh, he had two nurses with him, my son sitting right next to me, and he said, uh, your wife has passed away, and, you know, at that point, you're trying to save face as a, as a man, you're you're trying to figure things out. My my vision went blurry. Um, my hearing, I was had ringing in my ears, and you know, and I said what? And he said she has passed away. There's nothing we can do. I was confused because I actually, when my son was there, they pumped a heartbeat out of him, and I'm asking him why isn't she on life support? And what I didn't realize is they just couldn't get a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, so they basically pronounced her um, dead. And, you know, when you go through something like this and have already been through it before, I'm just sitting there like, you know, what the hell has just happened? Um, like, no, there's no way this can be happening. Again. Right, yeah. And, you know, and two years almost to the week earlier, I lost my son, yeah. three doors down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the same hospital. Same hospital. My son goes, Cody. He goes, uh, he goes. I and Cody basically said, I, I fucking hate this place, and I said I do too. But we got to stand strong here. We're gonna have to figure out things. So they let us go in to see Robin. Um, she absolutely looked like she was asleep. Yeah. Um, she had the tube still in her throat. Uh, but you can't even see them alone because you had a perfectly healthy woman that has passed away. So I have detectives in there with this. I can't hardly, I'm crying very, I cry very ugly yeah. and I don't care. Yeah. And you know, Cody's in tears and they're trying to give us our time with her because again she was an organ donor so guess what we get people pressuring us they're like yeah hey but yeah. we need to yeah. harvest her, her yeah organs. so yeah. i fucking hate that I'm but sorry. but what robin would have wanted you know yeah. and um so uh, when i was sitting there looking to her i, I kissed her on the forehead and, you know, one of the things is, again, we talk. I look like a dumb hillbilly, talk like a dumb hillbilly, not so dumb. 
Yeah. I raised her eye. I wanted, and because number one, it was just my instinct to raise her eye because I wanted to see if there was any struggle there. Yeah. Because I know from football days, this and that, you take a hard hit, you struggle this or that, the first thing you bust is calculators in your eyes. And Correct. Her eyes were crystal clear, beautiful blue. She just looked like she was asleep. And, uh, you know, at that point, I knew there wasn't a struggle. The doctor had come back and, you know, after we were all done, he says, I think it was a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're out here in Arizona, we're by ourselves. Um, it's just my son and I, we don't have family out here. Yeah, you guys are triathlons. So, you know, Cody's girlfriend, has her family come in and sat with us. Um, his girlfriend's sister was the first one there, and then Kylie come in, and, and then her mom and dad. And, you know, I'm just sitting there, my ears are ringing. Um, then, of course, the social worker gave me her packet. I just kind of grabbed it from her, like, thank you very much, yeah. you know. And I knew once you see that and the social worker's running to you to give you a packet, that packet is basically a death packet. Yeah. That's what it is. And, um, but, you know, as we sat there again, I'm shaking in tears and the detectives talked to us and, you know, I told the detectives, they're like, you know, and we went through what happened that morning. And I basically just looked at him and I said, there is no fucking way that my wife should be dead right now. She was perfectly healthy. And then of course they gave their assessment that they think it's a pulmonary embolism or a blood clot. Yeah. And what was told to me is if that happens, which is, I found out more afterwards, even if you're in next to a damn operator, there's nothing they can do now. There's nothing. And uh, so, you know, at that point, I asked the doctor, I said, you know, and we, they said they're going to wheel her out here because they have to get her over to the uh, morgue and stuff. And they gave me her wedding ring, uh, her Apple Watch, and then she wore a Kelby fingerprint necklace, which is Cody wears as well. Yeah. And uh, they gave it to me in a freaking styrofoam cup. <laughs> and I sat there and I was looking at it and uh, I asked that same damn question that I asked when Kelby passed, you know, well, okay, we know where we're at here with this, what do I do now? And they basically, and this is when reality gets. They tell you, you can go home. And, yeah. you know, that trek out to the pickup was one of the longest, hardest treks. Yeah. That I've seen. But you know what? <laughs> we walked out there and, you know, Cody's in tears. and. I'm in tears and the other families following and it's almost like you see a little kid walking down the street that just hurt himself and you're just, you know, you're in tears. And uh, I dropped her freaking watch, <laughs> broke it, you know, and I had her parents, her actual parents made it out here from Oklahoma in five hours and they were able to find a flight. 
we got in that pickup and I had let everybody know and I had uh, Cody and I got in and Cody just looked at me and he just told me he said dad I don't know what the hell is happening with our family and you know you try to be as strong as you can and you just say we're gonna figure it out unfortunately the last couple of months my son's probably been more of a parent than I've been but uh, You know, you just don't sit there and you just don't think that you can see two of your young family members and you, you try to process everything and that's what we do. Um, when we lost Kelly, we locked ourselves in the house. And, you know, we processed, we processed, and Robin was kind of the matriarch of the family just like her mom is of hers. And, yeah. And uh, we... We sat there and of course we Kylie's family basically had said you know um, you know we told them we said you know we just need some time to think and they were worried about us being by ourselves and, and I'll never forget sitting there and uh, I started calling family members my family's in a panic um, I screamed at my sister, unfortunately, I just said, I don't give a shit, just get out here, we need help. Yeah. And they were booking flights, they got in the next morning, and, uh, you know, I started calling people, and um, when I would call, I would get a no, 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 scream, oh my God. And I looked at Cody and I said, Cody, I can't do this because, you know, this phone calls. Well, they called Robin. They called her death at 1015. I mean, we're home by 1035. Yeah. I, I, and then we have to make plans and we're trying to figure things out. And the thing with it is, is that I looked at Cody and I said, Cody, you know, um, well, even before this even happened with me calling, we actually, Cody and I, and this is something that we'll, we sat on the couch, he was on, you know how our living room is, mm -hmm. he was on one, I was on the other, and there, all the lights were off in the house, our two dogs were looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we sat there for 30 minutes in dead silence, just tears running down our face, not running, wiping our face with our shirts, and you know, it was just dead silence. And I looked at him and I said, I said, I need you to be tough. I said, you know, let's just try to make sure that we figure this out. And, uh, you know, at that point, um, I started making the calls, and I looked at Cody and I was like, Cody, I can't keep, I can't make a hundred. Rob, people don't realize how wide of a net that Robin had, all of her friends, you know, all the businesses, acquaintances across the U.S. and, you know, other studio owners, and they all loved her, and uh, so that's when I had to go. I said the best way, Cody and I talked about it, we put it out on Facebook. Yeah. And immediately that thing just started hitting, and, you know, we sat there and we locked ourselves in the house. I had to call up work and let them know those girls are like kids of ours up there, and the young women. And uh, um, you know, it's unfortunate they knew what to do. 
<laughs> you know, because they surrounded us the first time and uh, you were already um, there. I mean, you yeah. went through this. Yeah. Almost two years to the day. Yeah. Let me take a quick minute. Okay. Bring us back in and, and yeah, take a quick minute, you know. Um, death is a hard, hard subject to just talk about. Losing a loved one is beyond difficult. Losing your soulmate, yeah. your proverbial yeah. life partner. Yeah. That's the last person you're ever going to be with is yeah. I couldn't even fathom like what again and you know this isn't because doing this show you know yeah. doing what I do it's not for like I said for ratings or for yeah. viewers yeah. and everything else like that it's to tell the story yeah. of why and how this stuff how the yeah. tattoos come out to yeah. be and with tragedy and with you know because we had talked about, let's see, because she passed two months ago, almost September 24th. So, September 24th. So, yeah. September, October, it's I mean, been 10 weeks. It, it's 70 days. And that's, and you'll know that you're down yeah. to the hour, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you kept telling me, I need to get in to see you. I need yeah. to get in to see yeah. you. Yeah. And I said, when you're ready, yeah. you know? And outright, you know, going back to what you were saying when you told Cody, I got to put this on Facebook. We yeah. got to get it yeah. out to the masses. I was on my way to Dallas. Yeah. And I wasn't looking at Facebook. I was packing because my flight was like, I think I had to be at the airport by 6 a.m. Yeah. So I was packing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, no big yeah. deal. And I happened to take a quick break. Yeah. Picked up the phone like everybody else does, yeah. and I saw the first thing I saw was your post. Yeah. And I went, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And that, and I and I nudged Veronica who was sleeping at the night. I said, "Hey, I'm wondering if this is a stupid, like a shitty joke. Somebody fucking said that. somebody <laughs> hacked your file and, and yeah. or your His Facebook your profile and." Yeah. What was the first thing I, I texted her? I said, please tell me this is a fucked up joke. Someone yeah. hacked your fa your Facebook account yeah. and we're going to go have to beat the shit out of whoever did this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And when you came back confirming, you told me like yeah. the little bubbles, man, that was a fear of mine that yeah. like, yeah. like fuck, like yeah. you're kidding me, you know? Yeah. And, and I stood there and God is my witness. I stood there just dumbfounded. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, there's no way, you know, this, like, did that. like, how the fuck, we were just talking. Yeah. We just talked that week, the, the, you know, uh, the like days where, yeah, yeah. yeah, you were going to come in. Yeah. And then they bumped the surgery up. Yeah. So you said, hey, oh, we were going to go watch football. Yeah. We're going to yeah, watch Willow football, football. Yeah. on that Friday night. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I can't make it. And I said, okay, well, no worries, dude. I'm going to sit here with Robin. Yeah, I'm going to sit here with Robin. She's got her, her surgery was bumped up and it just, I mean, it fucking floored, you know, floored me and Veronica's auto, Veronica starts crying in the, yeah. you know, in, in bed and, yeah. and I'm, you know, yeah. just stunned, you know, yeah. and, and, and again, you know, going back, this isn't, you know, uh, like a publicity stunt. This isn't, yeah. this is fucking real life. Yeah. You know, this is why, um, why I do, you know, and, and, and why I believe just as she believed 
yeah. music is therapy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When you first walked in, you said, I'm so fucking overwhelmed. I just need to feel something. Yeah. Because I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Lance, I could tell you this, and I told you this when we when you walked in. Most of my tattoos that I've had yeah. are bad days, you know? <laughs> and and I just I've always said that they're therapeutic for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not really badass. I'm not sitting there trying to be fucking hard and being like, oh yeah, you know. But people don't understand that when you're hurting on the inside so bad and so much that... Yeah, I was either going to have to do this or go have about five or six guys just whoop my ass really good. <laughs> I don't know. I, You know, when we, when we put that out, it was the only thing that I knew to do because I, we have so much family in Oklahoma. Yeah. And immediately I got, I probably got about 500 texts. Um, another three, because again, her and outreach. That's putting it lightly. Yeah, her outreach was just so many people. And, uh, you know, when I looked at, I just didn't know any other way to do it. You know, I had to let people know. My very first thing was letting people at work know, but I wanted them to kind of also make it through the day, you know, call the managers and say, yeah. this is what we got to do. Man, they jumped on, you know, my work family is freaking phenomenal. I love them. Honestly, they, they I jumped you know, on everything so fast. They're great people. Yeah. Regularly, so, yeah. you know. One of the things is, is that we got her family out. Um, just immediately it's like that thing took off and people were starting to put tributes on there and you know I'm just sitting there overwhelmed trying to figure out it's like we talked about people it's like what can I do to help what can I do and my poor brother you know the following day he was in and he's like what can I do and I was like you know and you're just overwhelmed and I shot off at him I was like can you bring her back and he's like hey dude you know yeah, and, you know, and yeah. I said I'm sorry you know and uh, um, my sister they got out here Everybody, mom and dad, my stepmom, my stepdad, all of them got out here. Robin's family started headed out, you know, but we have older family back there that couldn't make it, you know, and everybody's just devastated. And uh, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, like, she was amazing. In every way yeah. you could possibly, there was not a more, I mean, granted there are like people that you love and yeah. And you meet genuine people such as yourself yeah. and her yeah. and your family, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's just, yeah. it was such a shock and such a kick to the gut at the same time because I thought, yeah. I just, I literally just talked to her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, you did. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah. And you know, you know, immediately we started hearing from, um, our Facebook group, you know, all the musicians and everybody, yeah. and everybody's kind of in shock. And uh, so at that point, you go through the point of saying, I've got to plan another funeral. Yeah. It's yeah. sad that I knew how to do that, but... Um, well, because two years yeah. isn't yeah. a long time, you know, yeah. like... Yeah. Like... And of course, you know, Robin's mom come in, and, and we... And then my parents, and so we all started setting down and figuring things out. And the whole time, you're just numb. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Here's, you know, I've said this, and I, and I say it. 
if I wouldn't have my kid, I don't know if I would be sitting here right now. Yeah. I loved my wife that much. Um, it hurts. But I have everything to live for in my son. Yeah. Um, you know, it breaks an amazing my, kid. Yeah, I mean, it breaks my heart that he's a team and he's he has to be like he's forty. He lost his brother, he lost his mom, found his mom, you know, things like that. And yeah. you're just like, Oh my god, you know. Yeah. Um but you know as we planned Robin's funeral, um, which is you were there. Yep. And it was a beautiful service. It was about the music, things that we knew yeah. she would like, songs. You know, one of the things is is when we put up that collage of showing her pictures and yeah. of course we had Garth Brooks to dance. Um, but then it broke into a song, which is I was talking to you about, um, Mandolin Rain. Yep, I was just thinking about that too. Um and uh Bruce Hornsby in the range. Yep. That song, every time I hear it as I break into it, because Robin, she not only, music was her passion and she lived it. Yeah. The night before, she actually was playing that song on the piano in our studio. Yeah. And then she played it freaking perfect. You know, she, wanted, just, she wanted to learn that song. Well, it, yeah. that's just it. It took her no time to learn it. And, you <laughs> know, when I basically bought her that harp for Christmas, she yeah. had that thing figured out in one day. Unreal. You know, as I come back the next day, I figured out some things. And, you know, when you're in a haze, I didn't realize this, but, uh, you know, when I cooked dinner the night before, Robin typically didn't sleep in past eight. And I know that she got up that morning because in a haze, I took her shoes off of her chair. She probably went in and sat down and, you know, played with Lucky. Yeah. And, uh, Lucky being your three our dog, our dog, yeah, and Porky is <laughs> our three-legged dog. Oh, that's right, Porky, Porky, yeah, yeah pork chop. <laughs> three-legged dog. That's and, right. uh, you know, I figured out because the very next day when I was making coffee for her mom and dad, I figured out that the coffee pot was full. There was a coffee cup out there and stuff. And um, uh, I know that Monday night that I emptied the coffee pot. And I just figured this out. And I was like, holy moly. And, uh, you know, when you're going through this, you're like, what the hell happened? What, you, it, it just eats you up inside. You're trying to figure out what actually happened caused her to pass away. And I figured it out that I think she got up, she probably went in, sat down with Lucky, she had her clothes on, getting ready for therapy, but knowing Robin, she probably didn't like the shirt she was wearing, so she hobbled back in there, and that's probably when she went down. And yeah, it, it breaks my heart. But, um, you know, when we had our funeral, uh, I think we had over 500 people there. It was, was a lot of people there. Yeah, uh, we did. And I love, and I'm gonna cut you off, but I love how it was a lot of people from the community. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that spoke volumes of... And there was people from Seattle. Yeah. That flew in. Yeah, there were people from all over the place. Yeah, that came in. You know, and when you look at things, and I've said this quite often, when it's my time to go, and you really never know, I tell everybody, I'm like, you, you, you make memories. You do. Because you know what? And we talked about this. It's expensive to come in this world with nothing. Yeah. It's more expensive to leave this world with nothing. Um, 
but when you look at everything that it really kind of comes down to, you literally are in a box. <laughs> you know? Quite literally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you have your memories there in a box. And you know, many times that I sit there and I think, all those times I used to give Robin grief over taking pictures, and she took tons of pictures. Robin always had to have her mind going, did scrapbooking. Had her cricket going. She had probably 20,000 postcards when she used to trade postcards throughout the world with people. You know, she had money that she would trade out, you know. Um, all throughout all, the world. Yeah, 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 different groups, and I thought that was always really cool. But uh, when we had her funeral, um, you know, we put her funeral up uh, on YouTube, Robin Harris Memorial. Yeah. And uh, I think it's had over 1,500 views, a lot of people from Oklahoma. But the most amazing thing that, I don't know if you saw this in the funeral, as like I saw it, but two days before the funeral, as we're getting down to nut cutting time, and you know how I was wanted, I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it to represent music Correct. within her, because you know, Robin had students, she's got students that were previous students that are now professors at colleges in the music department. Yeah. They travel all over the world, you know, That's opera, awesome. this and that, and she was just so freaking phenomenal. And, uh, you know, and, and it broke a lot of people's hearts. And um, just what she did, you know, to me is better than of these celebrities and stuff that you see off of you know, machines and crap like yeah. that. She was the real deal. And, yeah. uh, you know, when we put it out there, we I did not realize it would start getting viewed as much as it did um, with her. And I sat there and I thought about this a lot. And, you know, I thought about the order of synchronicity and how we're supposed to die. And, uh, you know, I, I study a lot of... Uh, how to be calm in this lifetime because I have been very, very frustrated because I've also come down to a few conclusions and, and you know, your immediate family and family and friends, immediate friends will care. But truthfully, the world doesn't give a fuck if you die. You're going to die and the world just doesn't give a fuck. Because it just continues. It continues. Yeah. If, yeah. No matter how important you are, somebody's going to step in a role or do this or that. So it is about making memories in this lifetime. I agree. And, you know, as we, we've talked, um, I have talked really, a lot, man. Yeah. Hey, and I honestly do thank you for yeah. opening this, you know, I mean, and, and we've, doing we've, this for me. You know? you know, I've been very fortunate to have good friends, people checking on me, you, Dan. Yeah. You know. Um, i got to admit that when you, <laughs> when you texted me the other day and it said, Matt, it's time. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for what? And then I'm like, time for ink therapy? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, everybody knows ebbs and flows, man. And and I know yeah. from our discussions, you know, yeah. the darkness that yeah. can creep up on you. Yeah. And, and it can. And, and I was glad that you were, I didn't have to rush down there and be like, hey man, I will now, take my... <laughs> my son, my son means too much to me. Yeah, and, uh, no, I agree. You know, I want to see... I hope I have another 20 or 30 years left. Um, 
But you know, when you go through something like this and you lose two family members like that, it almost scares you too. You're like, oh my God, do we have a fucking omen? You so, know, someone put some bad juju. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Did somebody got a doll of us out there? I, I've always tried to be a good person, you know. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna like you in this lifetime. Yeah, everybody has to. And but I really don't give a fuck. No. It's it's, but it really does come down to. We don't get out of this alive in this lifetime. This is a journey. Here's what I do believe: if my wife went down and she saw Kelby there. I know Kelby would be sitting there with that shit-eating grin on his face, and she would have walked right towards him. And, and yeah, you know, I know she's been thinking about him a lot because, again, it was coming up on the two-year. Yeah. And you know how hard our first two weeks in October are right now. You know, Robin died on the 24th. We buried her on October 1st. Yeah. My son's birthday that passed away is on October 3rd. Robin's on October 15th. Yeah. So, you know, you look at those two weeks, and so Cody and I have already made a thing that we're going to get the fuck out of the, <laughs> out of the place we are for a while. We're going to be. But, um, you know, I've had people to tell me, too, man, you are one of the strongest dudes I've ever seen. I'm not strong at all. I'm just trying to survive. Correct. That's all I'm trying you're, to you're do. You're in survival mode. Yeah, and know? that's exactly where I'm at. And yeah. to process this, it has, it's been, you know, Two and a half months. Um, as we continue with our life, we're going to do good in this lifetime. We had the Robin Music Scholarship Fund, which is yep. we are starting to get with underprivileged kids. This is what she would have wanted. You know, all the way down to her clothes. I was not going to donate her clothes to somebody that would turn around and sell them or anything just yeah. for a stupid tax write-off. Correct. We took it to a women's shelter um, that would help them I took, you know, I, I sat there and, and the hardest part of this, and pe some people say I moved too fast, but I had to pare down the house to make it manageable, and I'm doing me. Correct. Yeah, we have all of her pictures and all that stuff up, but the fact of the matter is, you know how you and I talked about us, Cody and I, trying to take care of a damn plant. We wouldn't know how to do that <laughs> in our life. We barely take care of ourselves. It's like how we how we were talking earlier about yeah. growing grocery shopping. Yeah. Just the little things that you yeah. go through in life and yeah. take for granted. And, and in that coupled situation where you're some, some people, it's not like it's a role, like, hey, you're a woman, you do this, you know, whatever. But some couples have their roles and they say, yeah. you know, so when the exit of one, yeah. albeit, you yeah. know, divorce, death, you know, things like that. It's like, it really leaves you kind of like, what do I do now? Like, well, you know? it makes you ashamed sometimes too, because Robin, <laughs> Robin was really the captain of our family. I was the backup. You know, I was the enforcer. And, uh, yeah, well, I heard you were uh, uh, quite the uh, water bouncer you know, back in the day. So. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you just hurt. And, you know, since this, like we've talked, I've lost 27 pounds. Yeah. And probably most of it is from crying. Crying and laughing is two of the best exercises you could ever do. Right, man. Um, you know, I do. I have a broken heart. She was the love of my life. She was my soulmate. Yeah. Um, but the other part of this is, is I know Robin would not want me set in between four walls crying. We did go back to work pretty quick. People even looked at us like we were crazy, but I could not sit in my house. Yeah. I also know that I have to make a living and I have to keep our business going. And you know, people, 
have been really great. You know, we have our repeat customers and all. Absolutely. I had just the other day uh, an older guy named Glenn. He is 75. Oh, wow. And uh, he come in, and this happened with Kelby as well. He come in, he always gets all his guitar stuff there, and I've worked on his guitars and stuff quite a bit. And he didn't know Kelby had passed away. Oh, and, no. and man, he broke down the tears on me. Um, you know, some of the guys, Robin just retired from lessons. Yeah. You know, we were having her more, work more on the business to the end of business. And you know, these are grown men that are just absolute tears. Um, and you know, people when they relate to you, they relate to you by a bad story that has happened to them. Yeah. And uh, you know, Glenn lost two young kids when he was younger and stuff. And he caught me just like four or five days ago out in front of the uh, building. And uh, he, uh, he, he said, how are you doing? He's like, I just want to see how you're doing. And man, he went to tears on me again. You know, he loved Robin. And, uh, you know, we just try to keep moving forward. It's all we can do in this lifetime, you know. I agree. You know, talking about how that gentleman was, you know, brought to tears. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it was hard not to love Robin. Yeah. She was just... She, everybody loved Robin. You know, and, and it, it was her... Just your energy. I mean, yeah. she was phenomenal. She was a great, I loved our conversations. Yeah. You know, again, like when you call and go, stop wasting that man's yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no, dude, we're, we're, we're chopping it up. We're having a good time. She and, could talk to anybody. Yeah. She, and, she just knew she was so calm, cool, collected. Yeah. I was always the one getting worked up. She would always calm me down. Yeah. I don't have that anymore. That's the yin yang balance yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's the tough part that's going to, be one of the biggest struggles but like yeah. when she'd be here and we would talk and we'd have you know we talk about this talk about that talk about you know um again she had that smile yeah and yeah, even even smiling. the little uh the little half smile that she did she's walking away like yeah. oh, all yeah. right you know <laughs> that was that or was when we would sit in the hallway and she yeah by. yeah yeah we'd be sitting in the hallway her <laughs> office is over here we're sitting here in front of you talking and she's yeah. like uh oh, you're working huh you're hardly working <laughs> yeah it was yeah. it was cool but you know uh i think it's important that you know, and I love the fact that people are honoring her yeah. daily. Yeah. You know, and the fact that the support from the music community, you know, um, has been fantastic. It has. You know, you know um, we've had we've had people from all across the U.S. Hey, I'll fly in, help you out if you need anything. That's just how much people loved her. Yeah. You know, even down to Glenn. You know, they, these guys would come by and check on me. Um, you know, I just know, here's, here, when I look at this in my end game, and I look at just life in general, um, you know, and I know I have some harsh realities, um, you know, of what I think or this or that. It's just my opinion. Yeah. But in my end game, I just can only hope that people love me as much as they loved her because you, we have really seen that. And yeah. She has just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and she was phenomenal her whole life. It's just was, she was too young, you know. Yeah. And we got married really young, you know, and, and uh, the great pictures, by the way, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those, uh, 
Halloween back when I was yeah. at the bars and stuff. You're yeah. skinny as fuck. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just like those, those are those are some of the best. And like you said, yes, it was kind of annoying when people are yeah, taking yeah. all those pictures. Yeah. But yeah. God, it's amazing to to have yeah. them. And, yes, it is. You know, and um, videos. I have videos of her playing piano. I post those out every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's done so much good in this world. It's just. You know, maybe God was ready for her before me. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, you know, he had something planned for her. Yeah. Like, hey, I need you uh, yeah. to come up here and teach me some, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll give uh, to you between her and Kelby. They're playing some music. Yeah, over. that's that's pretty awesome to know. And, and they won't even be on a machine. It'll be real music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be real music, not auto-tune. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when she had her little, uh, what was it, the little guitar? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that awesome? That was so cool. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god, have known sticks, huh? Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen guitar since <laughs> like 1980, and they were like huge, you know, like those yeah. big yeah. ass, you know. Yeah. But that's cool. I think, I think also with, you know, like you said, the the scholarship for underprivileged children. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that has been something that you know what we do is is. Uh, People will make their donation to Musical Surprise. We're in the midst of basically uh, getting the panel put together, getting nominations. We're going to get kids. You know, listen, we, we even do a lot of stuff with the musical, music therapy side of thing, mm -hmm. uh, things, um, but it, it really does help kids. And this is what this is about. Music is not like soccer where it goes from January to May or something like that. Correct. Music is a lifelong journey. It's we not, talked about that. Yeah, it's not a season. There's no music season. No. It's constant. It's not like golf where you go pay $100 to play around the golf and yeah. once you make that initial investment to your guitar, piano, or whatever, then you know it's about a lifelong journey. Correct. And you can find a lot of things within yourself with music. Yes. And. and uh, we're big believers in that. You know, I've told you this. I'm the least musically inclined person. You know, Cody has been locking himself in his room. He's got his own recording studio in his room. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's playing a lot. Um, he's been jamming out to some Jimi Hendrix stuff lately oh, nice. on the old guitar. He's, he's really doing well. But, uh, but, you know, one of the most phenomenal things about that kid, which is... I forgot to tell you, um, bring it up was is two days before the funeral, we kind of got into a little bit of an argument. He wanted to talk at his mom's funeral. Yeah. And you saw what I saw. Correct. And unbelievable but, strength yeah, in that kid. You know, he and I told him I said, I just want you to understand. You know, I've talked in front of a bunch of people. I wanted you to. I want him to understand. Wanted him to understand how you know, the situation. And I said, once you get choked, it's going to be tough. I said, I'll be there. But he's like, I just wish you'd trust me, Dad. And I backed off and I said, okay. And it was probably, I, after he was done, I said, if you keep giving, if you give speeches like that under that type of duress, I'll be nominating you for the president of the United right? States. And yeah. he told me, he's like, I don't want to be president of the United States. It's been one hell of a ride tonight. Um, um, I do thank you yeah. for being you know, here for, hell, everything, man. I mean, I, I, it's hard to, you know, normally I wrap up and, and, and I'm like, you know, thanks for watching. And 
you know, things like that for a normal episode, which is, there's no such thing as a normal episode, you know? Right. And again, I don't want people to think, you know, oh, Matt's picking these these stories that are, you know, no, dude, this is... This is only like my eighth tattoo from you. Yeah, so. I've tattooed you one, two, three, four, yeah, like, this is, this is the eighth tattoo. I never wanted to, yeah. to have this story. Um, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have known her. Yeah. I think that by doing this, you're also honoring her, yeah. you know, giving her, um, because again, tattoos are timestamps. Yeah. And tattoos begin the process of healing. And I've used them. Yeah. I've, I know tons of people that I've used them. Yeah. yeah. That this pain is jack shit compared yeah. to the pain on the yeah. inside, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And, and, well, and, you know, also, I mean, it really kind of comes down to and one of the things I realized is, is you, you don't know everybody's story and everybody has a story. Everybody does. Everybody yeah. has a story. And, you know, I, I'll give you a prime example of that. I went into the bank and I was pissed off at this dude. And, you know, after losing Robin, and I was trying to take care of some stuff. And I didn't know that the guy had a wife that had some mental issues. He was a VP of the bank. She's missing, hasn't found her in two months. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. And you're just like. Yeah. And, you know, he and I actually sat down and had a really good conversation. He, he was very, very nice to me all the way through. But Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just don't know somebody's story. No. And, you know, I guess there's times where you're just like, like you and I, we've talked. We've done a lot of talking. We've done a lot know? of talking. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, even to you and, and your family coming over to check on me, um, you know. That was well before this. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. yeah. And it's, and it's and yeah, and we get together and stuff. But uh, everybody really does have a story. And uh, you just don't know it. And sometimes taking that time to figure it out will tell you why they are what they are. Correct. And don't assume to know. I mean, no, don't make assumptions. Someone's story or what they're going through. Or, yeah. You know, everybody handles things differently. You yeah. know, and, and one thing that I that I found is with doing you know beyond the ink is I'm. Again, blessed to you know yeah. my clients and, and that they're trusting me to share their stories. Yeah, you know, and and I hope to be I hope to share more stories. I hope to have people look and and say I resonate. That story resonates with me. You know, yeah, I've been there. You know, I can I can empathize with Lance. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be you know, uh, judgmental or, or, you know, like, yeah. And I, I think that's great. Um, doing this, this piece, you know, we designed it and Robin had her compass on the back of her neck, you know, yeah. and this one has a compass. And I don't lollygag around. You don't lollygag. <laughs> you just you do it. And that's, that's the coolest thing too, is like, you're like, Hey, 
And if I say I'm gonna do it, and, and I've always respected you for that, man. If you say you're gonna do something, you yeah. do it. Yep. And and I'm the same way, I'll die trying, you know, yep. trying to do my best to help, you know, and um I think that's what that's just the way that people have known us because Robin was the same way. If we said we were gonna do something, we take you can take it to the bank. Correct. You know? And that's yeah. the way I'll always be. Absolutely. And and I I love that, man. I respect that. And you guys are, like I said, become family. Where, where, if you need anything, if, and it, it goes without saying. Yeah. Like I just already know. And if you need to come over here and beat the shit out of my heavy bag, or yeah. you know, you want to go with me to the gym and beat the shit out of whatever, and yep. like that's what it's for. That's yep. that's for here. Or if you need some needle needle time, needle therapy. You know. Yep. Um, and uh, having friends like that is important. Yeah. You know, um, I too am a transplant to Arizona. Yep. From California, and, and you know, and not putting it, you know, getting out there. It's just for people in general. When you're going through stuff, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of transplants that are going to watch this, and they're going to go, "Wow, you know." Um, the thing is. When you're going through tough times, sometimes you just feel like the most alone because you're not yeah. in your yeah, quintessential family. home. Yeah. yeah, you're not around family. You're not around, and I have a huge family. I mean, yeah, but the, I have a monster family, and and I'm just not around any of them. So it becomes really difficult. And you know, I, I tend to rely on my tattoo family. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like you have your work family and your music family. Yeah. Like I, I will tend to call on my 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 work family, my tattoo, you know, my clients, and and just talk to people and see how you know everybody's doing. So. Yeah. But um, I do, man. I thank you for being so honest and and um, allowing me to to do this piece and um, you know both. Physically, you know, and and you know, knowing that this uh, is a tough, tough is an understatement. This is like the worst thing, and, and that's what we could go through. And, and the fact that you're being very open about it, and, and um, I respect that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, this is one of those difficult times. It's just, and it's one of those things where, again. Normally I say, thank you for watching. If you like the video, give a thumbs up, comment down below, do all that. However, if you like the video, you know, you give a thumbs up, you share the video. That way, somebody who might be going through the same thing, who thinks they're hopeless, who thinks, you know, can go and seek out what makes them happy and it might be music it might be that's how i help yeah. you know people is putting on a bigger platform and i know as cliche as it sounds and i've said this before if it helps one person if it helps two people so be it job's done um but again if you have a story that you'd like to come in tell um, we design a great piece for you as well. Um, we'll, we'll take care of all that stuff. Um, but I do, I thank you for staying through here, listening. Um, there's no length as far as my episodes. Some people say, why are they so long? Some people, why are they so short? 
it's a story and the story is always going to come first if you're still with us i appreciate it thank you uh lance thank you you know for uh for everything and um yeah give a little share talk to your friends subscribe and uh, come by see if you're in the surprise area stop by musical surprise it's on the corner of bell and cotton and uh or not cotton it's um uh, Northeast on Parkway. Northeast on Parkway, yeah, Parkway, and it's it's yeah. it's right by Orange Theory, right yeah. by uh, right behind O'Reilly on the park. Right behind O'Reilly on the park, same yeah. same area. So phenomenal place and great prices, great people. I can't say you know I honest, I can't say nothing bad about you know anything like that. So um, yeah, thanks for showing. We'll see you next time. You have a good night. Bye.